In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Glory be to Jesus Christ. This is the 48th sermon in this series of homilies on the Sunday Epistle readings. Coming to the end of the liturgical year, September will begin a new cycle of sermons. But for the next four weeks, I will be continuing to comment on the readings from the epistles. Today we have St. Paul. And he has a very powerful statement in this passage. He says, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. St. John Chrysostom remarks on this. He says, it is a mark of them that perish not to recognize the things which lead to salvation. It is the mark of them that perish not to recognize things that lead to salvation. And later on in this passage, St. Paul says, For Jews request a sign, and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, to the Jews a stumbling block, and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. The Jews were looking for a sign. They were looking for a savior, a, a physical, historical, political figure who would restore their kingdom. The Greeks were interested in wisdom. They were all about what's up in the head and logic and rationalism. Both of them saw the cross of Christ as foolishness. The Jews saw Jesus, their king, supposed king, hanging on the cross, and they rejected him. The Greeks saw this man hanging on the cross, and they scoffed at him and jeered at him. What kind of king is this? What kind of power is this? This makes no sense. This is foolishness. Every human being who lives is defined by the decision that they make about the cross of Christ and Christ himself who was crucified upon it. And there is no sign that communicates this message more effectively than the Orthodox cross, the triple-barred cross, The cross consists of four parts. Primarily, it consists of one large vertical pole. In fact, often the word cross is, is translated as pole or stake. It's 
It's a large stake in the ground. And this is the large pole upon which a victim is hung. In some cases, that would be the only part of the cross. The cross would be simply a pole, and the person's hands would be nailed to the top of it, and they would hang from there. Perhaps their feet might be nailed to it as well. But there were many different ways that the cross people were crucified at that time. In the case of Christ, traditionally we believe there were four parts to the cross. There was the pole, the upright vertical part. The second part or major part was called the patibulum, which is Latin for Greek for cross member. This was the part that Jesus was compelled to carry on his way to Golgotha. It was very heavy. And because he was worn out from being beaten and whipped and starved, he was not able to carry it. He stumbled underneath the weight of it. What divine humility that he allowed himself to be a human being too weak to carry his own cross. Therefore, a person from the crowd was enlisted to carry this for him, Simon of Cyrene. It is speculated that he was chosen out of the crowd because he was from the area of Cyrene, which was in North Africa. He was probably dark-skinned. He did not look like the rest of the Jews. And so he was chosen out of the crowd because the Romans did not want to choose someone who was Jewish to carry his cross. The only thing it tells us about him in the gospel account itself is that he was the father of Rufus and Alexander. So why do they mention that? It may be that these two sons are mentioned later in the New Testament. In Romans chapter 16, verses 13, Paul refers to Rufus as one of the brethren. And then in Acts eleven twenty, it mentions the men of Cyrene who were preaching the gospel. So this Simon is remembered. In fact, in the United Kingdom and Ireland, there is actually a philanthropic, philanthropic organization dedicated to the memory of Simon. And their slogan is, or their guiding principle is, sharing the burden. Regardless, this Simon holds a unique place in history as the person who bore the cross member of our Lord and God and Savior, Jesus Christ. The top bar of the cross represents the sign which was placed on the upright pole which said, this is Jesus Christ, the King of the Jews, and was written in Latin, Hebrew, and Arabic. 
Now the bottom bar represents the footstool that his feet were nailed to. And is it, it is at a slant in reference to the two thieves crucified on either side of him. And this is very important. The thief on the right is represented by that part of that slanted bar that is pointing up. The thief on the right was the one who said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And to whom Christ said, today you will be with me in paradise. What a beautiful thing that this thief is quoted by us in every divine liturgy. By being in the divine liturgy and being here today, we have chosen to be with him, to be on his side and to be on the side of Christ and to reverence his holy cross and not to consider it to be foolishness. The thief on the left corresponds with that part of the bar that is pointing down to hell. He was one of those who was mocking and jeering Christ along with the rest of the crowd. To this thief, the cross was foolishness. But to the other thief on the right-hand side, the cross was the power of God and the wisdom of God. To the one who was perishing, the cross was foolishness, but to the one who was being saved, it was the power of God. Now, all of us face circumstances in our lives that are difficult. These things represent our cross. Christ said, if you would be my disciple, take up your cross and follow me. And that cross is anything we face in life that is extremely difficult and hard to bear. It could be circumstances and it could be people. Most often it's people. People we have to bear with. <clears throat> Bearing with these difficult things and these difficult people is what it means to take up your cross. And to the world, this is foolishness. They just tell us, you know, something difficult in your life, get rid of it. To the world, this is foolishness. They tell us just to just get rid of it. But to those of us who are being saved, the cross is the wisdom and the power of God, is the, the ability to endure difficult circumstances and bear with difficult people for the sake of the love of God. The world says, don't, you don't want to have a baby? Kill it. The world says, can't get along with your husband, your wife? Divorce them. 
The world says, don't like your gender? Change it. The world says, you don't like your job? Well, quit it. The world says, don't like the promise you made to somebody? Just break it. Now, I'm not saying that every circumstance in life or every, even every person in your life is someone you have to necessarily bear with. There are things that happen and there are certain people that we do not have to bear with. It's not good for us to bear with. We have to walk away from certain circumstances and even certain people. But for the most part, I think it's safe to say that most of the difficulties in life that we face, we have to bear with, with Christian patience, maturity and love, hard work, diligence, all the fruits of the Holy Spirit. My children in Christ, whatever cross the Lord has given you to carry, I encourage you to do so with patience and faith. Whatever person you have to, to bear with, that you know that, that you're stuck with that person, <laughs> then you bear with them with patience and faith and love. And let us help each other. Let us bear with one another's burdens. Not to take anybody's cross away from them, because we all have to carry a cross, but we can help each other. So let us be like Simon of Cyrene. As he did for the Lord, let us do also for each other, helping each other, carrying each other's crosses. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, glory be to Jesus Christ. Amen. We're forever.